Welcome into the latest edition of the Coach Bill Tierney Show on 104.3 The Fan HD3, presented by Johnson Financial Group from the Front Range Toyota Studios. It is our final time in 2023, at least for the weekly radio show. My name is Tyler Ron, joined by the head coach of the Pioneers, men's lacrosse team, Bill Tierney. Uh, coach, we were supposed to wake up to like rain and snow, and it was going to be one of those miserable days today, and instead it's beautiful out. I don't know by the time this airs how nice it's going to be, but this is the kind of uh, Denver lacrosse day that you generally uh, like to see. And your guys getting set to hit the road for the final time in the regular season, coming off a win last time out uh, in your regular season home finale, and uh, on a pretty good roll as you head into the final week of the regular season. But as we were discussing a moment ago, and something that we will discuss in depth, uh, there's nothing yet decided in this 2023 season in the Big East Conference. Uh, tell me how things have been this last week getting set for the, the road trip to Marquette. Uh, you know, it's been interesting as all of our weeks are. You know, it's, uh, you have a 24-hour time period uh, in seasons like this to enjoy the last one, and then you move on. And so, you know, we're uh, back to our anxiousness back to our uh, understanding of how good the other team is the uniqueness of the other team and uh, and being able to look look back upon the last one with uh, gratitude and humbleness and and thankfulness for how it came out it was a, a really good performance uh, on Friday night against Providence under the lights uh, here at Barton Stadium final regular season game uh, in Barton this year and for your guys you know we talked about how special that environment is playing under the lights and playing on a Friday night and uh, that thing really turned into kind of a, a photogenic sort of end to the regular season here it's snowing by halftime and into the second half and uh, really I mean after maybe the first three four minutes where it felt like your guys were kind of trying to find their legs um, everything from there was very methodical the rest of the way we talked so much about how important the start was they weathered an early couple of deficits and then just took off from there. What were your biggest takeaways from that win? Yeah, it's, uh, it, was, it was a good win because we knew, you know, in two of the teams we played this year in our conference, both with new coaches, which changes things, you know. You, you, you play against the same coach seven, eight, nine, ten times, and it, uh, you kind of know what to expect. But both uh, Coach Benson at Providence uh, and uh, Coach Terry at St. John's have done amazing jobs already with inherited teams, basically, and uh, and you can see where this league is going. And so, um, you know, it, it's it's a good win. It, it's one that we were concerned about, and uh, I thought the guys um, really. You mentioned the word methodical. I thought we were probably the most machine-like in this win over any, maybe the Villanova game as well, but. Uh, you know, again, getting five or six goals in that first quarter uh, after the initial going behind, uh, you know, it was good. Kids, kids showed that they believed in what Matt Brown and John Gallant were teaching them all week, and uh, we got um, we got a good result. One of the things that really stood out to me, and I mentioned this to Brownie in our post-game phone call, is uh, you guys talked about how good – that Providence team was between the boxes, how well they play in the middle of the field. And I know the clearing game at times this season has been a little bit of a struggle. I think you finished 22 of 22 on clears and just looked very disciplined uh, throughout that whole process. What stood out most to you about what made that successful in the clearing game on Friday? Well, you know, again, with our guys, it's, uh, they are amazing young men and they're great players. 
but sometimes they go rogue on us. And when they do, it, it can become uh, quite interesting out there. And so they didn't go rogue on us in a clearing game. A couple of other times at the other ends of the field they did, but um, you know, as I mentioned after the game on TV, it was, uh, we were at our best at times, at our worst at times, smart at times, dumb at times, and after 12 games, we're not going to change that. And so uh, it's just the way it is. And so, the, you know, it was good to see the clearing game, be the, the game plan be followed. But still, it takes takes these guys to go out there and, and execute it. And, and I think they really did. And, uh, and that's an important part of the game. The way we described the game, the upcoming game with Providence, was to try to make, make it, when we got the ball on our defensive end, a downhill run. And when they got the ball in their defensive end, an uphill run, and kind of just not allowing them that that cachet, I guess you'd say, of of pushing the ball in the middle of the field and getting us uh, all out of sorts. And I think for the most part, we did that. One of the things I think I've learned most from you over our time doing these broadcasts together is how 18 to 22, 23-year-olds, uh, it's a difficult group to nail down anything resembling consi consistency from day to day. Uh, and really, I mean, when you look at sports at large, there is a theme in which when you're most consistent, you're most successful. That's a difficult stage to reach at any point in your life. Um, for these guys, you know that every game is going to have a certain percentage of they were smart in this quarter, they were dumb in this quarter, they went a little bit more rogue in this quarter than others. How much has that percentage improved over the course of the season? It seems like they, for 60 minutes week to week now, are more honed in uh, than maybe early on in the year. Is that your thought process at this stage, or are they still kind of where you saw them early in the season as having those moments where there are blips? No, you know, as you know, Tyler, look, athletics has one result, and that's on the scoreboard. So what we tend to do is we tend to forget when we win and we tend to remember when we lose. So, uh, you know, what you just said sounds good because we, we, we've won the last four games, mm -hmm. but ultimately uh, we probably have played better against Duke and Yale than we did against Towson and St. John's. So, um, you know, it, it's just one of those things where we're, you know, you consistently, John, John Gallant always tells our defense, we're striving to be perfect. We know we'll never be perfect, but if each game we can get closer to perfect, then we got a, a better chance to win. And so, um, it's it's just an interesting thing with in this profession, and especially with young guys that have, you know, we, we've lost so much talent in the last two or three years that for these guys to come together, and I think the most important thing for them has been their willingness to not care who scores, mm -hmm. you know, and, and to be unselfish because if you look at our scoring, you know, JJ has 5-1 game and then none the next, but we win both games, you know, or, uh, you know, Richie goes with 14 assists and then all of a sudden he's starting to score goals. Michael Lampert moves from midfield to attack and kind of becomes our even goal scorer and, and feeder, you know, so with all these things in mind, it's just... Uh, if you're searching for consistency and you're not really getting it from everyone, what you hope is that in each game you'll, you'll get the same result or the good result with somebody different mm -hmm. playing really well. Just as a total aside question, because I haven't seen nearly as much lacrosse in my life as you have, 
Where does Mikey Lampert rank in terms of speed from guys that you have seen in your career? It might have you had a little bit longer legs. I think we have him listed at 5'7", 165. But that kid's burst when he gets the ball is so different from everybody else who's on the field. If you had to rank guys speed-wise, what percentage do you think he ranks in? Well, you know, again, and not to get you know, ticky-tacky here, but, but speed is elusive. You yeah. Know, it's, it's that, you know, if, if – if Mikey Lampert and Malik Sparrow had a race, Mikey Lampert would win a five-yard race by three yards. If it continued on to 40 yards, Malik Sparrow would win by five yards. And so, it, that, the, the, as you mentioned, the burst that Mikey has is so explosive, and then he runs really well. Yeah. Um, so that uh, he... he in in a game like ours, when you have the ball, that the burst is much more important than the, the than running forty yards. Nobody runs forty yards except for in the middle of the field. So, um, it, it's Mikey has just been phenomenal. He's uh, he, he's another one that just does anything for the team. He takes his game really seriously, and uh, he's improved week by week. And uh, we're really proud of him because he has held us up at times. Maybe not carried us in certain games like. Stephen Avery did against Ohio State when he had seven. JJ did when he had five, but more of a consistent level. And Mikey's been doing that since the fall. So we're, we're thankful for him. Uh, if you were to have a couple of lessons that you wanted your guys to take out of the Providence game, we've been talking about these building blocks from week to week and game to game. You go into your regular season finale this week against Marquette. Um, the the things that stood out last week that you want to see guys internalize and take forward would we be what? Oh, our, our season has been so mental, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, so, you know, our, our theme, we try to have a theme for each week. Our theme for last week is, uh, you know, don't get be defeated by your own mentality. And what we meant by that was that, oh, you could have looked at Providence's record. You could have looked at our, our uh, experience against them. But we had the same thing the week before against St. John's, and we were minutes away from losing that game. Yeah. And so... Um, what I'm, I'm proud of is we took a step in that direction. Now, um, now you get to this time of year, which we'll talk about, and you know, hopefully that's not a worry because every game, just about every game, is is do or die. So, uh, you know, I'm proud of the guys for concentrating last week, uh, being mindful of their matchups, uh, taking advantage of the things that Matt Brown told the offensive guys to take advantage of getting a couple of transition goals, staff winning almost every face-off in the second half. So all those things that, that make for momentum, but having, uh, having the ability for certain good things to happen at certain times because certain bad things happen mm -hmm. at certain times and you got to be able to handle that. Well, coming up this week, Pioneers hit the road to Milwaukee for their final regular season game of the year against the Marquette Golden Eagles. We'll talk about that when we return. It's the Coach Bill Tierney Show on 104.3 The Fan, presented by Johnson Financial Group from the Front Range Toyota Studios. Back in a minute. Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit toyota.com to learn more. Toyota, let's go places. Your Front Range Toyota store is proud to be the exclusive automotive partner of your DU Pioneers. 
Is that the sound of an ooey gooey cheesy crunchy slice of P-I-Z-Z-A? <laughs> Obviously, but as good as that sounds, we think it can get even better. Oh yeah, that's the sound of a freshly opened fizz-filled Pepsi. The only thing that can take this flavor medley of crunchy dough, mouth-watering cheese and savory sauce to the next level. How about another bite? Pepsi and pizza sound like a match made in heaven and taste even better. Pizza, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Planning your financial future can be overwhelming and confusing. So let the experts at Johnson Financial Group help guide you to your financial goals. The team at Johnson Financial Group believes in increasing transparency, lowering fees, and striving to achieve better outcomes so you can have a peace of mind when it comes to all of your investing needs. Contact Johnson Financial Group at jfgwealth.net to get started on planning your future. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola. A journey to foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Segment number two of this week's episode of the Coach Bill Tierney Show on 104.3 The Fan HD3 presented by Johnson Financial Group from the Front Range Toyota Studios. Tyler Mon, Bill Tierney talking Denver Pioneers men's lacrosse as the Pioneers hit the final week of the regular season. We hit the final segment of the Coach Bill Tierney Show. I've avoided for the most part this year asking you the heavy hitting questions. I've You know, we'll lead into a quick, well, final home game of Barton, final whatever. But now it's our last segment. Now i got to hit you with a few of them. But we're going to do it in a way where I sandwich it. We talked all on-field stuff in segment one. We'll wrap up with on-field stuff in segment two. But uh, our last segment doing this weekly show, and uh, you get a chance over the last few weeks to kind of you know, look back while not being finished, being able to still look ahead um, and still so much more lacrosse ahead in this season. But uh, for the purposes of this radio show, as you get set to depart uh, your time here at DU, when you look back on these 14 years, uh, especially for what it's meant to the Denver community, what has this step in your career been? When you look back on what the legacy is going to be of your era here, uh, what, what do you want people to remember about this? No, it would take us 10 more radio shows to go through that. <laughs> but uh, number one, I've probably seen a, you wear 150 different hats. So that's, that's been exciting over the last 10 Easily, years or so that say. we've been doing this. But look, I, I, just like all the other things that you mentioned, you know, that, that we play Villanova and I've got this giant reception of 350 people. And then we go the other night, it's our last home game. And so we've had these many milestones as we've moved along and, and I'm so thankful for our guys, my assistant coaches, my staff and and, uh, and the kids to to step up to that. This has not been easy for them. you know it's uh, um, it's every week they worry so much about me and and I don't want it I didn't want it that way, but there was no way of avoiding that. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm, number one, I'm so thankful for them and and uh, you know as I've mentioned over and over again, uh, you know, it's it's the time. The time is right, and and uh, we're hoping to finish this this one out on a great note. But you know, coming to Denver, and I said this on my first interview when I got here, and I'll say it on my last, is has recharged my battery, uh, made me you know, a better coach, made me a better person. I've learned so much more. You know, you're in this thing for before we came here. You know, as uh, you know. 
35 years when I got here, um, you think you know everything or most everything and, and what you learn at a place like this and the experiences that we've had is that you, you learn something new every day. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I'm just, just so thankful for that, you know, to, to have that ability to grow, have the people around me that make me grow and, and just humbled by the support. You know, that crowd the other night yeah. was insane. And, uh, just uh, to have people stick with you and, and do that because we've had some ups and downs and uh, it's just been so rewarding and I'm so thankful that, I, that we did it. Um, well, you're, you're stuck with me for a while. I'm not gonna be able to look at you as I say this, so. Uh, but your, your wife Helen told my mom the other night that you guys are coming to the wedding because uh, I got a wedding in September that I already stole your address from uh, Nico Blankenship to send you an invitation, so you're stuck with that. Um, and, uh, you know, I've told this story on air before and, and told it at the reception the other night. Um, I started working with you guys in what was really not an easy time in my life and in my career. And uh, you guys really took a chance on me because I knew nothing about lacrosse when I took this job. And I think probably if uh, somebody were to ask all of you behind closed doors, you'd say I still know nothing about <laughs> lacrosse at this stage. But um, being able to work around this program and work around you specifically, I, I said in the, in the reception, um, you know, you got uh, some biological children of your own, but you've got thousands and thousands more of, uh, of children and, and brothers and sisters and uh, people who are proud to just have been in your orbit. And I'm certainly one of those people. I'll never uh, be able to thank you enough for, uh, for rescuing me in a lot of ways in my life and uh, for letting me be part of this thing. And, uh, and now, like I said, now you're, you're stuck with me because now I'm just going to text you when I buy random hats around <laughs> the globe uh, going forward for however many years to come. But um, this has been the, the biggest honor of my life to, to get a chance to be part of yours. And um, I just wanted to say thanks for, for all that over the years. And uh, I am going to call you on being a color analyst next year. Uh, so then you and I can just rip on Brownie, uh, exactly. and he won't be able to say anything because he'll be on the sidelines and can't hear it. <laughs> well, look, you know, any <laughs> any great relationship, and I thank you for that, any great relationship is a two-way relationship. And, and so I think I think when you get in a role like mine, um, and I've said this before, you, you get, you know, far too much credit for the work that others do for you and, and for your player, that the players do. And so it's, it's, your, it's your job to make sure that you respect anything and give back to anyone who has been a part of that orbit, as you say, um, that's, that's, that's been meaningful to you. And, and, and because whether I like it or not, my name's at the forefront of this thing. <laughs> and, and, and what I want to make sure is that as I go through this thing, the end of this thing, and, and I've said it over and over again since January, is that uh, you know, people understand that, that um, despite the madness on the sidelines, despite, I'm sure, some people who you know, don't, don't think I'm the greatest guy on earth. Um, I had a great friend, Fred Argadon, who was the Dean of Admissions at Princeton, who said to me one day, at the end of this whole thing, the only people that matter are the ones you love and the ones who love you. And so that's, that's kind of uh, driven me to, you know, and certainly, certainly my friendship with, with you has been meaningful and, and will continue to be meaningful. Um, and I, uh, I'm just so, so thankful for that. It's really cool that you said that because I, my thought 
through this whole thing, especially through this year, is that this program, as cliche of a thing as this is to say, this is a program that's built on love with the way you guys treat your players, how your players treat each other. You know, the reaction from those guys when when Josh Brillo announced that Brownie was going to be the next head coach, um, there's so much love in this program, and uh, it's not a thing to be taken lightly in the world that we inhabit anymore, and um, that certainly, to me, is, is a huge part of your legacy, and um, all right, now we'll we'll talk lacrosse because uh, I'll start sobbing if we don't. Um, all right, you get to hit the road to Marquette coming up this weekend. Uh, you get this Friday game, and you're in this weird spot with Marquette where the Golden Eagles were a few years ago. They traveled to Denver, played, stayed in town because we had the conference tournament coming up later on in that week. Now, it's a different situation this time around because it's a Friday game uh, versus a Saturday game ahead of the conference tournament. But there's the potential – that you see Marquette on Friday and you turn around and you see him again next week. Um, the odds might not be super high on that based on where the conference standings sit right now, uh, but everybody's playing everybody. There's still a chance for everyone to move up or down a spot in the conference standings. This is wild. And when you look at this Marquette team for this season, what stands out about them? What do your guys need to be prepared for for Friday? Well, there's a lot to be prepared for, you know, starting with the, I'm a real believer in the mental and the emotional side of this. They're playing for their lives. We know we're mm -hmm. in the tournament. Yeah. They have to win to be in the tournament. And so, um, you know, that, that, that stands out. But interestingly enough, Marquette has beaten Penn State. Mm -hmm. They have beaten a couple of other teams that are really highly ranked teams. Uh, unfortunately for them, they've also lost to a couple of teams that, that weren't so. But if you look at our league, you know, they lost in overtime to Georgetown. They lost to overtime to Villanova, arguably the two top-ranked teams in, in the conference. Um, and, and, so, and they lost to, uh, to Providence by two mm -hmm. in Providence, who seems to be a different team on the road than they are at home. Yeah, so they're unbeaten at it, home this year. It, exactly. So this is no, this is no uh, you know, if we fall asleep, we could lose deal. This, is, this team's the real deal, and, and they, they play, and they and plus, you throw that emotion out with them. Uh, we, we got our hands full, and, and that's what keeps us up at night this week. And so, um, it's it's in one way, it's uh, we're happy about it because it's created uh, a really important game, and uh, and another way we're worried about it because of how much it means to them. And and so we got to regarner that that emotion regone or that focus that we had against uh, against Villanova and then last week against Providence and, and make sure we don't slip back into anything different. How uh, challenging is the landscape of figuring out your travel and schedule for a week like this where you know you're going to be in Milwaukee Friday, five days later you're going to be back there, you're going to travel back here. Um, that's kind of a, a weird quirk in this schedule this time around. What was the, the process like figuring out what this week would look like for your guys? Well, as you know, Sue Kelly, our director of operations, has to do this stuff. So I, uh, um, we talked about it a long time ago. We went back and forth. Should we stay? Should we go? Um, actually, the decision was made for academic reasons. That's mm -hmm. really why it was, because it, it, it would have been easier to stay, but the kids would have missed this Thursday, Friday, next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So that, that's a lot. Yeah. And, and, you know, we have this trimester thing, and so it's, uh, <clears throat> that's a lot of school in a short semester. So, um, and then, you know, certainly sleeping in their own beds, reacting to uh, the, the announcement of, uh, or, or the result of who you're playing, 
uh, you would just be more comfortable at home getting getting ready for that with access to film and all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, it's been a process, but certainly one where uh, we feel that it's we're comfortable. It's not flying all the way across country. It's a shorter flight, and. Um, you know, we'll see. If we lose, it was a mistake. If we win, it was the smartest thing we ever did. <laughs> well, coming up on Friday night, the Denver Pioneers and the Marquette Golden Eagles in the regular season finale. Uh, and then five days later, the conference tournament back at Marquette uh, for this 2023 Big East Conference season in which nothing has been decided. Everything one through four can change. The two teams that will be left out can change. Uh, it's going to be a wild weekend coming up in the Big East. And uh, Coach from... Uh, from everybody with uh, with not just this program and this Denver lacrosse community, but this city and this uh, entire national lacrosse community and more, um, and especially for me, just want to say thank you for everything, and we love you so much, and uh, can't wait to be back out there with you guys in Marquette coming up next week. Um, and for this week, of course, people can follow along at DenverPioneers.com, but um, I'm going to miss these shows, which is why I'm roping you into being my color guy next year. Uh, yeah, and I can't wait, because one time I was your color guy, and some guy dumped his drink all over both of us. So <laughs> So it was, uh, you know, our, our relationship has started out on, on a great note, so it can only get better from there. <laughs> Wrapping up this week's episode of the Coach Bill Tierney Show, the Pioneers of the Marquette Golden Eagles coming up Friday night in Milwaukee. You can follow along at DenverPioneers.com, and we'll talk to you the following week for the Big East Conference Tournament. Uh, saying goodbye for the final time on 104.3 The Fan HD3.